The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do the weirdest noises in here. Like, I feel so bad for Isaiah next door. Like, he has to hear my rambles. Chew, chew. Just, just like, weird beep, body noises. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> just some scatting? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. I, I don't, like, testing one, two. That's not my vibe. But going like, skip it about, dude, da, boo, bee, ba, Welcome to The Real Pod. It is the completely checked out of work Real Pod, literally checked out from Alex and Duncan. Alex is, uh, by the time you're listening to this, she's in the city, the Garden City. She's in Christchurch. And Duncan's in Perth, presumably uh, just making more chain purchases, just adding to his collection. But I'm here, Jane Yee, and um, I'm not doing a monopod. Sorry, so disappointing, I know. I'm actually joined by two very special guests, all the way from the producer's chair, Tiaia Butler and Samuel Robinson. Welcome to The Real Pod. Oh, kia ora, Kia ora, Jane. Cornies. Kia ora, Jane. Well, there's a real lackluster kind of... Woo! Did I force you to do this? No, I'm just already checked out for okay. Christmas. We mm. are checked out. So basically, I was like, guys, we don't have Alex and Duncan we need to do a podcast, you're in. Um, and we were like, what should we do it on? What should we talk about? And it was just sort of tumbleweeds. And then it was time to record. And we're like, well, let's just get to know our producers because you guys are the guys who are suffering week in, week out, sitting behind that desk as we talk absolute bloody nonsense. And I just think, how's your time to speak your truth? You say suffering. In a lot of ways, I feel like we are, when you're recording the pod, we are the cornies personified in the room. You know, we're, we're, we're the, the first port of call for your guys' jokes. Alex Casey always looking over to see if something she says looking is for validation, Looking for validation. Or like whether she's going to get cancelled yes. immediately. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I, I want to know... Um, what your first when you first joined the spin-off TR here, which was in yeah. June twenty twenty one. And you, you sat behind the desk for the real pod. Mm-hmm. It was the first first podcast I'd recorded. And you hadn't listened to it? Or you'd done some homework and listened no, I'd, to it? I'd listened to it. I'd, I'd done a lot of But not homework. voluntarily. You'd done it for the job sort of thing, right? You We'd, weren't a real pod listener prior. No, well I've never been a reality TV watcher, so despite already being a fan of the three of you as human beings, I never would have I hadn't listened to the podcast, okay. <laughs> aside from maybe like three Here episodes <laughs> to get the lay of the land. Didn't understand anything. Didn't understand any of the in-jokes. Um, but the first pod we recorded, still didn't understand the references. <laughs> didn't understand the in-jokes. 
But the two of you re-reviewed the peanut butter jelly Whitakers. Mm. Who was it? Was it me? It was just you and Alex Casey. Okay. It was before Weird that Duncan, Duncan wasn't there. Yeah, right. But I mean, there's was, always been a Where's Duncan. We just didn't have yeah. Catch Cry at the time. Uh, but I had some of the chocolate and I just knew it was it was a beautiful thing just waiting to happen. Your new favourite podcast. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> what did you think, uh, Samuel? I want to know your real pot experience because I feel like you didn't even listen to a single episode. Not at all. Like, like, yeah. So I coming to the spinoff, I was a really big fan of Gone by Lunchtime, like real yeah. big fan of Gone by Lunchtime. Okay, they're fine. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like we, we just had them in and they made me record for an hour with a lot of edits. So, you know, real pot <laughs> is currently my favourite. Um <laughs> But I was a real big fan of Gone by Lunchtime, and like I'm a big believer of just like throwing myself into situations Are and seeing really? whether I can sink or swim. <laughs> so I really didn't do a lot of research before coming here. And I mean, to be fair, before here I was in Christchurch. So I think, do you think me and Alex Casey are an equal swap? I don't think so. Oh. I, I think Christchurch got better off, like losing me and gaining out. You don't I think it's to, a net? I hate to say no. it. I hate to say it, but I, the the loss is still extremely raw for me. So at this point, I have to agree. With Rest you. in peace, Alex Casey. <laughs> she uh, she's just she's just left. She's taken the cat. She's gone, and uh, she's still going to be potting. Don't you worry. It's going to be like when I was in LA. Don't know if you know about this, Samuel, but I did. Spend <laughs> you some went time. to LA. I did. I lived there. You for a lived bit. in yeah. LA. Whoa. Uh, and, and when I was there, we continued the pod um, remotely, and there were some fun lags. It was uh, it was a time, but you know, it was we, we did it, mm-hmm. and we will do it again. I thought um, is not that far away. Absolutely, I cannot wait to see the many ways that Alex Casey can real pod remote recording. She will mm. absolutely real pod remote yeah. recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was also wondering, just thinking about her moving and just generally being sad, she was gone. What would you do if she? Arrived in Christchurch, met some new people, made no. some really good friends. No. And then no. just sort of started potting on the side. What? About something else. Well, I would say it's a conflict of interest. And you gave her the mic to take, so it would yeah. be your fault. I'd, I'd be complicit in this betrayal. How would RealPod handle uh, like a scandalous, how do you call it, meth style like oh. on the side. Mm. No, I, we, we would we'd go Cyclone Sorrel on it for sure. Um, I'd be ringing her up and like, you ain't king dingaling. It would be all over. I think the Do thing you get is, that reference? I don't get that reference. I actually saw that season of Married at First Sight. So, oh, okay. okay. Soz team, I'm the favourite. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, he's still got work to do. It's fine. There's plenty of episodes for you to go back and listen to. Hundreds it's of true. them, in fact. 254 episodes of The Real Pod. That's just the ones that are on line, there are some that are lost in the ether, um, like it jumps from 2016 to 2018. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Some, I think there was a point where just a bunch, you know. Go to the back catalogues over summer. <laughs> Look, this is, I'm always saying this, hit up the back catalogues. Uh, but anyway, to answer your question, in, in all honesty, and this is going to get a bit emo, but we have discussed, I mean, when there was a point where Alex did leave us when she went to work for Warner Brothers and mm. couldn't talk about reality TV mm. and we're like, well, that's kind of what our podcast is about. <laughs> uh, it makes it difficult. Um, and we, we tried to think of a workaround, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't tenable. And at that point, we were like, we can't do the real pod if it's not us three. Mm. Like, that's that's that. So we, we shelved it. We stopped doing it. Thinking that's it for good because Alex is going to love your time at Warner. And I don't think she didn't love it, but the pull of the spinny and the yeah. pull of the real pod, it's very strong. It just wouldn't be the real pod without without the 
the trifecta. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I I totally get the magic now. You know, like like mm. being in the room, the the Channing Tatum news. <laughs> um, that was your gold. Yeah, no, that, that wouldn't. Oh, that was it. Oh my god, that Sorry. wouldn't have happened on any other podcast. You know? No, no. It, wouldn't have. it was just being in the in the aura of the real pod that brought that absolute gaff. Out yeah, of yeah, yeah. And it's the one that get like I get to open my mouth the most <laughs> on, which is why I appreciate. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we if she if she decided that she, another pod was for her, that would be the end of the real pod, I assume. So mm-hmm. don't do it, Alex. I know you're listening, but this isn't supposed to be talking about us. It's true, supposed to be talking true. about you guys. I think I was halfway through like a thing about how I came from Christchurch, and then I was like, let's talk about Alex Casey. Let's reminisce. No, you know? let's let's talk about you guys. Mm. So Samuel, you're here, as I you say, here. from Christchurch, but originally from. Wellington. From Paul Nicky from Wellington. Both uh, of you from Wellington. Yeah, we are. We kind of grew up in like the same sort of area as well. Like, yeah, um, went to different schools, but like the two most liberal, artsy, <laughs> chilled out, progressive schools you could possibly go to. For those Wellington heads, Ti here went to Onslow College, and I went to Wellington High School, uh, which I think, yeah, like explains a lot. Eh? Explains a lot about why we why we ended up here, and I don't think anyone. Yeah. That I went to high school with, like, saw, you know, on Facebook, like, started working at the spinoff and was, like, shocked about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and what brought you What brought you here? So, I yeah, I've always had a, a fascination with media. I have, a, like, an old school, like, a diploma from 50 Day in radio broadcasting, but then I went to broadcasting school to study, like, film and television, and I wanted to kind of combine a bit of everything and... Um, you guys would have me. Was, Who, the, main, <laughs> was we, the main draw? We really needed someone for cheap, uh, mm-hmm, and that's how mm-hmm. you ended up here. It was a beautiful marriage. We're really happy having you here. Long may it continue. Uh, maybe not the for cheap bit. We'll, we can work on that. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, um, that's right. But. How many and who did you send out emails to? How wide did you cast that net? You know what? I mean, I found you guys pretty early. So um, as a part of my degree, I had to find an internship for six months to complete. Hang on. You found us. I found you guys. I know. I know. No, you emailed us. Mm-hmm. But when you say you found us, you were aware of the spinoff. Yes. No, okay. definitely. I've been reading the spinoff since I was in high school. Okay. Um, I Yeah, a little bit. Like, I've always been a political head. I've always been a media head just in general. So um, this is like... It's kind of weird getting your dream job like immediately out of uni and being like, oh no, where to from here? And then you're like, oh god, I guess I have to be like more ambitious in the future. And like- I did the same thing, Samuel. I went straight into radio and television. Had a glorious few years doing that, and now I'm now here. look at you <laughs> on top of the world of podcasting, finger um, on the pulse of New Zealand audio. Slid right back down. <laughs> anyway, but um, arguably reached new heights. I would say. Mm. Thank you. Appreciate that. So true. Pioneer. But I, I did email a few a few other places, I think. I got pretty close with one other internship that I actually had to turn down to come here. I got a, I got an offer and I had to I had to turn them down. And by Murphy's Law, I keep seeing the guy that I rejected at a bunch of different events in Auckland. <laughs> uh, so that's been fun. But me and me and him are lovely. Shout out. Um uh, also I know that you emailed Hexwork because they forwarded it on to us. I did. Yeah, that's right. I think, I mean, all due respect to Hexwork, lovely, amazing people, extremely good at what they do. Go watch Eli and Chris's Porn Revolution. And all the other things over summer, but not at the expense of the podcast, of course. Yeah, not while you're watching, listening to all the back catalogue of The Real Pod. Uh, But I think this this feels like your spiritual home. I think you're in the right place. Oh, no, definitely. Like, I think everything 
works out in the end and I like very much manifested being here and you know if you just if you truly just say out loud that you like believe in yourself and that you're confident in yourself and your work like you can get wherever you really want to be. All right, Cassie Reimer. Literally. <laughs> okay. I, love, I love this motivation. I love talk. it too. Of course. Be your own shower witch. We're all about the motivation. Man's is, is like two months, what, three months away from being, you know, in the hard graft mm. of studying at, at broadcasting school and now is here with a job. And a house and a dog and a picket fence. <laughs> All his dreams. Not a husband. Do you, hang on. Do you have a dog? <laughs> no, I don't have oh. a dog. He does I have, have a, a... I have a pet bird. What? Oh, yes. I've seen the photo. This yeah, is a my, flatmate's bird. No, it's my bird. It's your bird. He's 12 years old. He's a rainbow lorikeet called Cobber. I got him for my 10th birthday. And then my dad, who's the one that likes birds, moved overseas. So <laughs> I keep the bird. <laughs> um, Copper is what Alex and I call each other. Really? Sorry to bring it back to Alex again. Oh, it comes back to Alex. It comes back to the pod. But yeah, hello, Copper. Um, Lovely. T.I. here. I feel like I know how you ended up at the spinoff. We were looking for our first full-time yeah. employee in the podcast department. And you were looking for... Non freelance work. <laughs> That's right. That's right. In the in the before times before I was at the spin off, I worked as a freelance sound designer, engineer, composer, just myriad different things that you have to do when you work in the creative arts and the performing arts. Did lots of stuff with the Modern Māori Quartet, worked with theatre companies like Auckland Theatre Company and Silo and lots of other cool folks and grafted and, and ground to barely make a living, which, I mean, unfortunately is just the truth for so many people who work in the arts. And then you came here and the same thing happened. And I came here <laughs> and at least I have cool people to hang out with in a nice office. And sometimes we get free food in the chambers. And sometimes we get free food. Sometimes some really cool businesses, boring guests will bring in product samples. I haven't reaped the rewards of a business as boring yet, apart from that gorgeous kohlrabi cabbage. That yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that was an, a reward, and it was certainly content for the real part of nothing mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. What was your favourite um, your favorite piece of tat that's come through from Business is Boring? Oh, there was, was it a, a pie? No, there was a dude who came through from a company called New Fish, which is really progressive, sustainable fishing and power. Um, gourmet food and he brought a thing called a sausage on which as I understand is just a really flash sausage <laughs> and it was made of power it was yeah. made of made of like cured power yeah. with all this other super intense stuff in it that was how we got the little butane torch out oh. there he gifted it to us so that we could like toast our own butane sausages power sausages yeah wow. yeah you like slice off a little bit of thing it was delicious all in all Great experience, 10 out of 10, would have the sauces on again. I, I love it, I love it. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has the lowdown on everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. Join some of the superstars of the investment and business world as they share advice from their time in the US so you can make your mahi count in this massive market. The Investment Fix Podcast, brought to you by Invest New Zealand. Tune in today. Guys, reality TV is what we do here on The Real Pod. What has been your favourite reality TV series of this year? It can be one we've covered. It doesn't have to be. It can be local. It can be international. We want to know 
know about you and your tastes and preferences? So I mainly keep it international. Um, for me, uh, I am gay, shocker. So I really like drag queens and anything to do with drag queens. I think the best reality show of this year that I've seen isn't even really like a re- it's not a reality competition show. It's almost like a docu series. It's called We're Here. It's produced by HBO. Um, it's got it's three drag queens from Drag Race: Bob the Drag Queen, Eureka, and Shangela. And they travel, it's kind of like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but they travel to like rural America and throw a drag show in the middle of these towns in America and they get local queer townspeople to like get dressed up in drag for the first time, perform these drag shows. This season, it's they're in their third season now. I mean, it's, it's truly one of the best shows you will ever watch. You will be pissing your pants laughing and bawling crying mm. by the end of it. And this third season, um, with the kind of, political climate that's happening in the US at the moment, specifically towards drag queens and trans people, they've had a lot of pushback and they've had a lot of protests and a lot of threats of violence against them. And so it's been really interesting watching the show evolve into kind of having to tackle these topics because they're being faced with it. Um, so are they specifically going out into like Bible Belt? Yeah, like uh, real, like rural, like, but even like places you really wouldn't expect. Like mm. rural California is one of the most homophobic mm. places they've ever been to. Sure. And it, it's been it's been incredible. But um, that is your antidote if RuPaul's Drag Race is really wearing you down. Like it has been me with uh, the quality <laughs> drop that kind of happens. It's, it's, it started as a parody of America's Next Top Model and it's turned into a parody of next, America's Next Top Model with all the international seasons and everyone just kind of giving up slowly. Oh, Drag Race. Season 15's right around the corner. Season 15 looks good. You've done a really good sale. Yeah, no, like, I mean, like, w- like watch it. Like, if you haven't started Drag Race, Announce you might time. as well exactly. watch it. Like, you, it's going to consume the whole culture eventually, so you might as well... Get on board now before they start putting the children in wigs, as is the grooming, uh, the grooming mantra. That's how it goes, right? It goes from story time in the libraries to wearing wigs. So every child is now transgender yeah. by birth. I, I never, never got super into RuPaul's Drag Race, but I'd be super keen to watch. We're here. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds good. Sounds it is good. Great. I would recommend it. Um, other than that, I usually just go back and. Rewatch old Celebrity Big Brother UK seasons because <laughs> Celebrity Big Brother UK is the best reality TV show that has ever existed. I think like it has the unhinged nature of the British. It's like it's like it's cruel sometimes. Like it really borders on that line. I remember there's one specific challenge I love. I think it's in the season with Tiffany Pollard and Gemma Collins, which is one of the best seasons of television. I don't know who watched. those people are. Neither, but I nodded and yeah. mm-hmm. no, you know who Tiffany Pollard? Bye pumpkin. No. But Flavor of Love. She was like oh, New York. Okay, I mean that's I like, love New York. Right. It's yeah. quite a long time ago. Yeah? Yeah. No, 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 no. This the, she came back for Celebrity Big Brother like in like twenty fifteen. No, no, but I mean her well, I mean even that feels like literal eons <laughs> Seven ago. years ago, mm. Jesus. But Flavor of Love was a long time ago. Oh yeah, but like she's an icon. She transcends generations, I think. Um but they put like a phone in the middle of the room and they had everyone standing around and then like their loved ones would call them and be like, I hope you're okay, please pick up the phone. And if they did pick up the phone, the house would like lose food for a week. Oh my God. <laughs> and you could hear like, and people are breaking down crying. Like people are like, their kids are calling them like, mom, I miss you. Like, come on. I don't know. I want food. I would want food. Mm. Yeah, I, feel like I, I feel like I could resist the urge to pick up the phone. 
It's one thing to say that, though, isn't it? That's another (laughs) thing to do it. Tiahe, what was your favourite reality series of this year? I want to say Celebrity Treasure Island because I did really, really enjoy it. So stoked that Jesse won. I thought, even though it was a bit of a anticlimax because he was so loaded with advantages the entire way, blah, blah, blah. But what I genuinely enjoyed the most was watching the entirety of a TV program called The Circle. Yes. Specifically season three, which was... Is that the one with the Spice Girls on it? It is the one with the Spice Girls on it. <laughs> and real, therefore is the best one. one. It's real interesting because I watched The Circle the first season mm. um, and have not watched any subsequent seasons. Same. And I kind of made a conscious decision about that because... Even while I was watching it, right up until the very last episode, and still now, to be fair, I didn't understand the premise of the show at all. And the contestants certainly didn't understand the premise of the show. And so there was this complete lack, you know, it was like actual proper newbies coming in, no idea what they're doing Mm. or what the purpose is. Um, And so it made it very, very real. And then... Off the back of that, I thought it's going to be impossible to replicate that because anyone who goes on it now it and has so seen the first season. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I suppose so. But in, in a way, it was probably a much cleaner and clearer experience as a viewer coming into it fresh, watching the third season. Sure. All of the contestants had watched the prior, uh, prior seasons. They all yeah. knew the conventions. Mm. They knew how to game it. They knew if they were playing catfish. So the, the premise of the show, I, I, I'm surely preaching to the choir and don't need to explain I this don't to think, the corners, there's, a lo- there's so much TV, not everyone's watched everything. So please, I hear, go ahead. basically a popularity contest where the contestants, they run the entire thing from behind a, a social media account. Mm. So they never actually see each other face to face. They're all in these little flats in a, in a building of flats. And the circle is, I guess, the, the, the social media platform that they've contrived to run the show around. And every so often they have to rank each other based on popularity, on preferences. Sometimes they do it strategically. And essentially whoever comes at the bottom of that regular series of rankings will get kicked off. Mm. They'll get kicked off the show. And the idea is that whoever makes it through to the end, whoever gets voted the most popular at the end, wins the whole competition, Mm. wins the prize money. But they throw a twist and a spanner in the works where some people can go on and... Uh, choose to not be themselves, so they'll run a catfish account and try and pretend to be somebody who is lovable or charismatic if they if they don't consider themselves to be that, I guess. And the great example from season three is, I think he's like a twenty four year old dude who goes in playing his mum, <laughs> playing his mum Carol, and he does like a, a killer job for a lot of it. But then, well. I don't know, no spoilers, but... That's you know, it's, really interesting because what he's done, instead of going like, I'm going to go in and pretend to be a hot chick or whatever, I'm not saying that Carol, mum Carol isn't a hot chick, it's entirely possible, but picking someone you know mm, so that you can 100%. really realistically replicate their mm. behaviour, what they do in a certain situation, how they would act, and someone who is lovable... That's genius. Well, that's the thing about lying. You have to, like, it has to be, like, 80% the truth. It's got to be a little little <laughs> bit of truth in every lie, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 I think that talks to, like, the, the circle and the popularity of it and, like, the format talks to kind of that thing that Alex Casey, RIP, has been talking about quite a bit where we're moving away from, like, the, the love and the, the hot people and the, and the, body, oh, the bodies. Um, and we're moving more towards, you know, just, like, regular people having fun. And when you have that kind of 
mask of social media. Like, you could be anyone. And a mum could win. Or was it in the first season where it was... Like it was like this real like like juiced up bro and his mum and his mum was playing him. They were like in the apartment together. I don't think that was the first season. I know there was a there was a dude. The guy who won was like um, he was like straight out of Jersey Shore mm, kind of guy, mm-hmm. and he was. You, you I know, think like, that's what I'm thinking. When, when he first arrived, I'm like, oh god, this guy's insufferable. And by the end, I was like, he is the most amazing mm. human. And that's the power of reality television, yeah. breaking you, down stereotypes. That's right. And I think um, that's the just on CTI, which obviously my show of the year. I think the fact that Jesse won and it was predictable, and it was a little anticlimactic in the final, uh, doesn't detract from the season at all because. Mm. It's it's not become about who wins for me. It's mm. it's so it's it, like every episode right from the word go is about kind of these these celebrities in a weird, strange environment mm. and how they interact. And it's taking them and making them real people. So you talk about Samuel about you know Alex's reference of um, not so many love shows and that kind of thing. Not so much glitz and glam, but but having real people on. But then even when you do get the, the glitzy and glamorous people, making them real people, mm. making them relatable, and then finding out that, you know, some of them are maybe disappointing and some of them are worth a lot more of your time than you would have considered Solid otherwise. Solid gold human beings, Siobhan. Yeah, mm. yeah. so I, it's just, I don't know, I think um, that's why I love that show so much is the, all, all the silliness yep. and the laughs and the charity elements, obviously really nice, um, but it is just kind of, humanising people who were human to begin with for the most part. Um, but, yeah, just making them, I don't know, kind of like more accessible. And I think as audiences get smarter, it's like we, we, we don't watch reality TV to see who wins. We understand now that it's it's not a competition, it's a story. Mm. And you're watching storylines play out and you're – your, it's like it's like when you watch fight videos on Twitter and you have to pick someone to win before you watch the video, you know? I haven't. I haven't done that, but yeah. <laughs> I thought we weren't on Twitter anymore. I thought we were getting off the burning ship. Oh yeah. I'm I I'm I'm astutely observing from afar in our Slack um, in our Slack channel. I only see the bits of news about Twitter that are relevant that other people from work post in. No, I'm there. still on Twitter. Sorry. sorry I did everybody. actually tweet yesterday for the first time in a really really long time, and I'll tell yeah. you what that tweet was. Actually, it was Sunday. Anyway, regardless, uh, it was um, that. The only thing I love about going to the supermarket during Christmas time is that people assume all the junk food in my trolley, of which there is a lot, is for a party, <laughs> some sort of celebration, and it's not. You don't get the usual judgment. I don't get the judgment. I don't feel judged. I feel like everyone's got just stacks of Doritos and soda and lollies My favourite holiday tradition is to go to the supermarket, buy a whole pavlova, a punnet of strawberries and some cream and just make myself a pavlova and eat a whole pavlova by myself. You can shockingly eat a whole pavlova in one sitting. Oh, it's quite light, eh? It doesn't it is. Like it's mostly air. Yeah, like, yeah. It's empty calories, And then basically. when you put cream in, if you don't put any uh, icing sugar or anything, the cream it really balances oh, no, no, out the no, sugar. No, I put icing sugar okay. in it. Okay. Do you have Christmas traditional food that you have make every single year? Um, no. What happens, our Christmas tradition is for mum to go, I can't do it all on my own. And uh, and then us to go, well, mum, tell us what you want us to bring. And she'll go, well, I'll do the lamb and I may as well do a turkey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 
Well, I suppose I've got the oven on anyway, so I'll do the potatoes, and then someone will say, "Well, I'll bring a salad." She goes, "Oh, we don't want a salad. No, we've got to have we've got to have you know traditional vegetables." And Uncle Roy's going to bring round some stuff from his market garden, so I may as well do those as well. And it beca- and and inevitably, she does the whole fucking lot and stomps around. Is the last one to sit at the table. Her hair's all askew. She's bright red. She's she's telling us to open all the doors and turn on the fans because she's been in the kitchen and she's absolutely like. Roasting, and it's um, like for what? For what? Well, it's become our Christmas tradition. It wouldn't be Christmas <laughs> without Mum having a wee meltdown about having to do everything when she's the one who insisted on doing everything. Uh, so that's that's. Yeah. There are just like well-worn tire tracks yeah. that lead in that direction. Yeah, and to do anything otherwise would not feel like Christmas. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of turned into my sister, who's the oldest sibling, who's now like everything has to be prepared months in advance and we have to have the menu and da-da-da-da-da. My mum's just like, yeah, go ahead, yeah. figure it out. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. It's her nam. I mean, we, it, it's, it's, it's a funny thing, Christmas, I think. Um, just that family dynamics around the Christmas meal is just, it can be so different. And, like, when you get partnered up and you see what the family dynamics are, you know, when I was married, I would always, and we had, the, like, the big extended family thing on Joel's side, I was always the one in the Facebook group chat um, to bring stuff. So it was like one of the one of the aunties would would message all the women in the family saying, "This is what your family has to bring for you." And I'm like, "Why am I in this chat?" Like, Joel is capable yeah. of getting a punnet of strawberries and some ice cream and bringing that along, you know. Um, but it's because I'm a lady. Mm. Yeah, hectically gendered. I was trying to think about whether or not that happens in my family, and it doesn't, but I can see why it would, because some of the tane in my family are... What do you have to bring to Christmas dinner? Just myself, usually. Mm. Uh, Your present is a present. Mm. Do you have sisters? I do. What do they have to bring? Well, (laughs) uh, two of them are in Australia, so they don't ever... They do Christmas over there themselves. If they were here, what do you imagine they'd be told to bring? If they were here, my older sister, who is basically like she's the next matriarch up and coming mm-hmm. in the whānau, would have everything on lockdown. Right. Yeah. And she would tell me exactly what I needed right, to bring. Right. And she would take a lot of pride and and um, purpose in, in fulfilling that role. But I, I, do, I do hear how the whole Facebook messenger <laughs> full of wahine is kind of cooked. And... <laughs> Shouldn't. My family has like eight different group chats with different combinations of people in it, just so we can like talk shit about the right people to I know. the right people. That's so dangerous. We have the same thing, and some of them ours are on WhatsApp, and this, and some of them have got the um some of the, like the slightly older like the teenage grandkids in mm. there, and sometimes people forget that they're there and things that get said that shouldn't get said. But also, too big for you, my family say things all the time that shouldn't be said in front of anyone. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, what about your Christmas traditions, aside from the self-indulgent Pavlova situation? <laughs> As the poorest sibling, I am usually tasked with bringing the soft drink, and even then at times it's been a challenge <laughs> financially mm. for me. Uh, shout out inflation. Uh, but I have a job this year, so it's like the first year. You know how everyone has that first year where you're like earning money and you can like buy presents for everyone? Yeah. Um, so I feel good about that. I, I have a tradition with my eldest niece, who's called Willow. Shout out Willow. Um, she's three years old, and ever since she was born, 
I've been buying her Salvanian families mm-hmm. for every uh, like birthday or Christmas yep. because I never got Salvanian I'm families growing same up. With Salvanian <laughs> families. I did exactly the same thing with my niece, and then I tried to force them upon my child. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I just have a whole lot of naked. I was going to say naked <laughs> beavers. <laughs> I have a whole lot of like naked little squirrels and hedgehogs and beavers um, just like lolling about and amongst all the other toys. No, luckily I organised it with my sister very well, so it's her like only dollhouse yeah. <laughs> that she plays with. And apparently every time she gets out the, the house that I bought her, the, the dad Salvanian goes immediately on the toilet. Right. So I don't know what that says about I my, think it, right. my sister's family dining. I'm just Googling them. I've never seen these. You've never seen a Salvanian family. In the ah. States, they're called Calico Critters, but it's the same thing. Oh, they're very cute. Yeah, they're very cute. One of my best friends growing up, who was a bit richer than my family was growing up, had heaps of Salvanians, yeah. and I used to just go over there and like love We always it. had those friends, eh? Yeah, no, we oh. weren't a Salvanians family either, but I really wanted to be. There's a really good TikTok account called Salvanians Drama that it's just this like <laughs> adult woman who like plays out these like scenarios with her Salvanian family. <laughs> ah. it's, I'll show you guys after. It's very funny. Can't wait. This house is fucking dope, though. That's yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Like, they're, they're gorgeous. Sure. It's ornate and swallowable. Yeah. This, is, this is speaking to your kind of like your, your gaming yeah, little yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love miniature scale shit, but yeah. usually it's all super nerdy, you know, like fantasy and war. Warhammer. Well, this is but this, this is, is fantasy, but it's just fantasy in the woodland, you know. Very cute. Yeah, you take the fantasy and then you get them like real world problems. It's like, why did your boyfriend kill my husband? You this know? is like, just the stuff that my kids watch on YouTube anyway. You know, <laughs> like that's uh, there's a lot of. You know, like little figures of popular toys, whether it be Peppa Pig or uh, Paw Patrol or whatever, and then these real world situations applied to them <laughs> by other children. It's, With dubious copyright laws yeah. around them. Or even worse, by a- actual adults doing it for children. Yeah. Anyway. YouTube kids. Wow, we went down a little wormhole How did we get here? here? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how we got there. Christmas, Christmas traditions. Christmas traditions. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's it. But talking about bringing you, I had literally nothing to the Christmas dinner. You're bringing your your soft drink. There is a thing. There is an age thing, right? Like mm. when we and and this is something that again Joel and I um, discussed a lot about. Like with his his family do a lot of events, and and people are always tasked with bringing things. And when we were the young couple without children and uh, just sort of starting out in the world, that was like we were on always on eat the strawberries. Or ice cream. Something you can just pick up, you don't have to make. On your you way know? there. On your way there. Literally. Sort of stuff. And then as you matured, then you were put onto things like a salad. <gasps> and then you'd go on further into dessert, you know? Like I think I could handle dessert, a potato salad. Dessert status. Um, but it was always really funny looking back like at the new generation coming through. So the, 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 the grandkids who were, you know, little at the time when we started out, but then were moving into 18, 19 and seeing them charged with bread rolls and stuff. <laughs> it's just like, it's just a kind of a lovely poetry about mm. it um, that gives us lots and lots of laughs. And I have one sister who is so useless, and she's the second oldest, that even though she is well and truly of age, owns a house, you know, she's a lawyer, mm-hmm. she she does strawberries. She's, the only thing she can do is fruit. I respect her for that. I think that is such a girl boss move to just be like... No. Yeah, that's a, that is, is very... It, is it because she's making a conscious decision, or is it because she can't be trusted to come through with a pivotal turkey or ham. Oh, no, she can't be trusted. She can't be trusted, but she's happy to not be trusted. So okay. it's a bit of, there's elements of both. One year she pushed the boat out and um, 
she was told to bring cheeses and she she made she got little um little cheese like those little circle babel ones and mm-hmm. you know she did a Kath and Kim and made um baby baby cheeses mm-hmm. which went down wow. real real well with my eldest Christian sister mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. on Christmas Day so. That was his that was body, her shining moment. His body is, you know, <laughs> I mean, is sustenance. Cheese is yum. Cheese is yum. Cheese is real yum. Okay, so here's what's happening, guys. Obviously, you're listening to this episode now, uh, just prior to Christmas, and then next week, instead of the real pod proper, there's going to be super pod. Woo! So that that will pop up in your feed, and that's obviously little bits of real pod. Alex Casey in the studio posthumously. <laughs> i.e. we've already recorded it before she went to Christchurch. Her final performance, and then. Um, the week after that is going to be another one of these weird ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what you can look forward to. <laughs> there will be real pod. There will be fresh real pod content of some sort happening over the festive season, which has never been done before. It's Keep always an been eye out on your feeds in early January. Yeah, I got a couple of things that I wanted to pitch. Just ideas that I want to hear from the cornies, yay or nay. Like, is there is there interest or is there not interest? First one was. Live pod in the Discord, like a live oh, pod, like a, stri- yeah. like, a like a live stream in okay. the Discord. We record it, we release it as an episode. But mm-hmm. for those who can make it, we just we we throw it in a channel. You guys pod live. People have the live chat going. This segment is called "Let's Give Ollie Chick More Work." Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, hang on. I just need to clarify. So, is it going out live, or is it more like it's pre, it's recorded, we put it up, no. and then people no, no, chat no, no, while no. they're all listening to it together? It's a live record, so you guys are recording, and it's being streamed to a live That's voice so chat dangerous. in the Discord. I mean, I think you know what the problem is here. It's as dangerous as you guys want to make. Do you trust it. the cornies to screen record your takes, or? Uh... I trust that they would. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I trust they there's would. There's implicit logistics that go into this, right? Okay. So there's like some 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 groundwork. Have we got a kill button? Done. I mean, this is what I'm worried about. A tape delay. Imagine the experience for the cornies. We have done we have done a, face, a a live pod before. I think we set up this was years ago. The technology was great. It was a Facebook live, and we we had like someone's phone style. on the other side of the room, probably not hearing anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is ground that has been broken before by the real pod. Well, then, well what ground know. haven't you broken? It's like The Simpsons, right? You guys have been on so long. <laughs> yeah. What haven't you done in podcasting? Managed to get our pod. audience back. After Alex <laughs> after Alex took her little hiatus off to be a reality TV producer extraordinaire, um, we had a dip in numbers. <laughs> to be fair, The Simpsons hasn't gained its audience it's back true. either. It's true. Uh I don't like to think we're as legendary as The Simpsons. That's nice. Um, but we will. We will gain them back. We will because you guys listening will continue to share this podcast. Don't keep it to yourself. Rate it. Review it. And you have to do that thing where, like, I just, um, when I was saying goodbye to Alex yesterday, I was like, look, you're going to get down there and it's going to be a few weeks, maybe even a month or two of of feeling, like, out of place and weird and, like, you don't know anyone or anything. But dig in and you'll soon grow to love it. You've just got to be patient. And that's the sell you have to give people when you're putting them on the real pod, okay? Mm-hmm. Because as I had mentioned <laughs> earlier, there's going to be a lot of stuff that when a new listener comes in, they're going to be like, I don't get any of this. I don't understand it. But they just have to dig in. And then when they get their first little reference, their first little callback to something <gasps> that they were there for in the original occurrence, they'll be like, they're hooked. I'm in. I'm their in. first flappy shoe. First their flappy first shoe. shower witch. Yeah. Their yep. first... Sorry so much. Sorry so much. Their first one at a time. <laughs> one at a time. time. This is New Zealand. <laughs> Discord live pod. What do you reckon? I reckon yes. 
I reckon it's going to be. I feel like this is going to be a yay. On I feel like on a fucking. Anyway, I can't remember any of the other things I was going <laughs> to pitch because it's been so long since I since I brought up. Sorry, that as a clipper, but sorry. But maybe that's enough. I think, maybe that's enough. You know, we've got a whole other little podcast to record, so maybe it can just be. Oh, yeah, I hear elevator pitches. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm, I want the feedback. Hey, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Um, it's been so lovely having Samuel and I here behind the mic. It's been such a treat. You guys are amazing. From me to you two, thank you for all your mahi on the pods this year. Just making a very public thank you. This is my Oscar speech. Um, obviously, thank you to Duncan and Alex, wherever they may be listening to this. Thank you to the Cornies. I hope you all have a very special, amazing Festive season, restful, relaxing, indulgent, Pavlovas, the works, mm. the works. And we will uh, we'll be back to Pod next week and then beyond that, some more of this we'll particular trio. And then God knows what's going to happen in the new year. Me and Alex and Duncan back on the mics. Doing, I, I do I don't like know this. What yet. I do like this as a real pod B team, though. Oh, that's a great Just B team. Like the ringins. Oh, amazing. <laughs> the backup. The backups. Uh-huh. We'll go come up with some snappy name. Yeah. Okay, the junior squad. All right, thank you so much, everyone. Happy Christmas. Goodbye. Kia ora e te iwi. Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.